Soulful Sparks Radio. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive. Are you curious why Walt Disney had such a lasting success? Can the secrets be hidden in his full name and birth chart? Hi, I'm Soulful Wizardess Marta Stemberger, and you're listening to Soulful Sparks Radio. Welcome. Let's begin with my soulful verse for this week, Soulful Week 51, inspired by Rudolf Steiner's Calendar of the Soul. We perceive the world's riches through our human senses. We reflect the cosmic expanses through our soul's perceptions. We renew the spirit's strength through our inner striving. If you would like to see the image and read the article, that goes with this week's verse, visit the Soulful Sparks of Inspiration online at soulfulsparks.hamoves.net. That's soulfulsparks.hamoves.net. Today we'll have some fun with names. The way I do name analysis is by using dynamic name mandala, astrology in your name, that I developed as a unique name and birth chart analysis based on the insights from Eurythmy, the art of harmonious movement. It uncovers the astrology hither hidden in your name and reveals a fresh dimension of who you are. Each letter of your name sings, shines with its own color and vibrates with the energy of planets and constellations. Vowels sing with the planets, consonants dance with the stars. The stars and the planets witnessed your birth and will always shine on you from the cosmic periphery. But when your name is spoken, the sounds are audible and they can be perceived here and now. The stars and the planets associated with consonants and vowels thus enter the world of matter, influencing our earthly affairs. Since we are in Aries, the constellation that gives the humanity the sounds of V and W, as in water or wave, let's look at few names with the consonants V and W. Eva, it's such a name. It has only one consonant, it's the consonant V. 
and then it has two vowels, A and R. <clears throat> A is associated with Mars, and R is associated with Venus. But let's consider the consonant, V, first. So if you imagine, imagining that you are in the middle of a zodiac circle, in the middle of the stars, as we are, imagine that the height of the summer and the cancer is behind you and the depth of winter and Capricorn is in front of you. To your right, it's Aries, which we are in right now, the beginning of spring, and to your left, it's Libra, the beginning of autumn. So Eva would stand in the middle of the circle and then gently walk horizontally to her right, to Aries, and then back. That's a very simple path. She's nicely upright, feels the summer behind her wings, and the depth of the soul in front of her. When a person has ver in name, it means that it tells me that they like to do things at the beginning. They like to go where things begin, the way, the way we do it in spring, right? With the spring equinox, the sun enters Aries, sound of V and V, so it's time to start new things, start to go. Things can get raw in, in the life of such a person, but they keep on going like Aries. It's the beginning, it's the wave, it's the wind that creates, it's the water that creates. Eva also has perseverance, because A, Mars, it's perseverance. And she communicates with love, because, because she has A for Venus. And we see that from the planetary circle, um, which I'm not going to go too deep into right now, because I'm focusing on the sounds of W and V, the consonants that Aries gives us. Now, in English language, Eva very often becomes Eve. So instead of Eva, we have Eve. So the sounds of A for Mars and A for Venus are replaced with one vowel, which is E. The sound of E belongs to Mercury. So Eve would have the same determination and, and yes, let's do let's, let's let's do things at the beginning and you know interested in things that begin. But she would be um, better in communicating because she has Eve and Mercury is about communication. You see, and, and when you look at the at the shift of the sounds in names like this, it reveals an extra dimension. Um, this is especially interesting when analyzing names uh, by people who move from one country to another so that the pronunciation of their names would change 
change and that does affect actually how they feel and, and how they are in the world. This was just a glimpse of, of how this works with the word Eva and Eve. Another example that I would like to look at is the name Victoria. Victoria. So we have V, K, T, R as consonants. And as vowels, we have E, O, E, R. Now, again, if you imagine standing in the middle of the stars, in the middle of the zodiac circle, Victoria would stand nicely upright. She would feel her front and her back, her left and her right, up and down, her wings, nicely aware of her back space. And she would first walk to the position of Aries because of her, her beginning consonant V, to her right, so V. And then she would go diagonally down to the position of Sagittarius because of K. Then from K, she would go straight back to the position of Leo, because T belongs to Leo. And then slightly diagonally to the right to the position of Taurus, because R belongs to Taurus. So like Eva, Victoria is interested in, in, the, in, in where things begin, beginnings. You know, she likes to be where things begin. Anybody who has the were in their in their names, they're drawn to where does it start? So Victoria is drawn to where does it start, and then she's looking around, and you know, she may have questions, and she would know who to go to because she has curve that belongs to Sagittarius. I call Sagittarius the guardian of the threshold. So you know when you have k or g in your name, you normally have a, have a sense of where to go to to get the answers, um, either within yourself, in the spiritual world, with the actual physical person, where to go, you know, to research things. So Victoria has that. So Victoria likes to start, it likes to be where things begin. If she has questions, she knows exactly where to go, you know, and how to get the answers. And then she just, you know, she says like, okay, now I have everything, now I can shine. So then she goes straight back into, into Leo, which is like all shining. It's exposure. It's, it's here I am. Um, and out of that, you know, she continues to blossom. R is the time of the year where in, in May, in Western Hemisphere, when, where everything is blossoming. So she... She, she, she does bring beauty into the world, the blossom. So we have, she likes to be at the beginning. She knows where to get the answer. At that moment where she gets the answers, she really needs to gather courage to go back all the way to the position of Leo. Um, because we're not used to walking backwards, right? So there's a touch of extra courage that she needs so, so, so that she doesn't depend too long on the person who provides the answer, but that she shines that that knowledge, and then and then she can bring beauty into the world. Victoria in English language is off, is awesome, uh, shortened to Vicky, 
now instead of we only have so again the beginning is the same with Vicky um, it's you know oh here is the beginning I'm interested in that I have some questions I know where to get the answers and then she communicates because of lots of ease Vicky but she but because she doesn't have t and r any longer in her name, Vicky, she may not necessarily have the drive or the courage to bring to bring the knowledge into to bring the knowledge into the world to shine. And I'm I'm always very. Um, careful when I look at people's charts to see whether shortening the name is beneficial or whether it basically takes away from from the possibilities that they have. Um, because it really depends on, on the positions of, of of the planets at your birth, and also it depends on the sound of the rest of your name. And we'll look, uh, we'll look at that with Walter Disney a little bit, because he shortens his first name into Walt. But with um, Victoria Tuviki, um, what, what Victoria also uh, gives up when, when it's turned into Vicky, it's the leadership. O, it's Jupiter, it's benevolent leadership, and R, the communication from the heart. But she gains extra ability of communication as exchange of information. So if um, Victoria Vicky has other sounds in her full name that, to, that support her expression, or if her life path is different, then it's okay. But as I, again, as I said, I always very carefully look at people's charts, um, especially when they are considering shortening their names or uh, why, why does it happen that they are comfortable with a particular uh, shortened name. So those were two simple examples with uh, Eva and Victoria. But let's go on and actually look at the full name and birth chart analysis of Walter Disney. Walter alias Disney, known better as Walt Disney. He was born on December 5th, just after midnight, in 1901 in Chicago, Illinois. Now let's actually first look at his last name. The way I look at last names is they are, in a way, the closest to the blueprint of who we are, if you will. And I see that I do have a, a listener here uh, calling in. So um, let me take this call and then we'll go on with, with Walt Disney. Hello, can you hear me? You're on the air. So what is your name? 
Would you like my complete name, my maiden name, my first name, my married name? What um, would you like? Radio, I, I only give um, the analysis of the first name, so just the first name. Oh, perfect. So my first name is Linda. Linda. Wonderful. Correct. And do you go, do you always go by Linda, or do you have a nickname? Yes, I always go by the name Linda. Okay. So imagine that you are standing in the middle of the zodiac circle, right? You know, stars are all around you, and you're facing forward, and behind you, behind you is um, summer and the constellation of Cancer, and in front of you is Capricorn, and the constellation, um, and the constellation of Capricorn uh, in the depth of the winter. To your right is uh, Aries, and to your left is Libra. Now, Le belongs to um, Capricorn. Ne belongs to Pisces. And De belongs to Leo. So the, the path that the consonants in your name uh, create in the zodiac circle is going forward from the center down to Capricorn, then slightly to the left, diagonally back to the position of Pisces, and then all the way across back to the left, slightly behind you, to Leo, before you go back to the center. Now, what does that mean, right? <laughs> That, okay, thank you. Um, which is that um, the Le and the Capricorn, it's, it's the source, it's this connection with the source of inner light. So anybody who has L in it, I, I, know, I know that you are you're connected with your inner light. You, you, you have this beautiful light within you. Because Capricorn, for me, is the source of inner light. So you're quite comfortable there. But then you also want to bring this light, you want to process it and bring it so that people can access it. And you bring it to the level um, that, is, that is just ready to be seen. Because N belongs to Pisces, which is um, just before the beginning of spring. There is all this excitement. So you bring this inner knowledge, you know, like to, to the next level, and out of there you actually share it um, with the world. And if you're not, you know, it, it, I would say go ahead and do share your, your, your inner wisdom with the world. Because we have the, which is Leo, and that gives you the ability to communicate and, and share with people, to shine, to be visible in the world. So Linda, in that respect, it's a it's a very powerful uh, name. It has it has wonderful vibes. E uh, belongs to Mercury, which is communication. So you know how to communicate what you feel, and you communicate it with feeling because it, your name ends with A, uh, and that's Venus. So how does how does that sound? Yes. Does it does it make sense? How does all of that sound? I missed I missed your last comment. I'm thinking you said how does that all feel? How do I think? What do I think? 
as I was describing, I said that you, out of your first name, I would say that you, um, you are connected with your inner light. You like to process it so that you would, you would that you would be able to share it with people. And then actually, you do have the, um, the drive and 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 the desire to share it. And you're capable of sharing your inner wisdom with others, with warmth and um, with intelligence, because you have you have E for Mercury. Does that make sense? Yes, it does very much so. Hmm. Interesting. Do you have a question? Yes, thank you very much. It's the first time I've ever looked at anyone look at my name, and <laughs> that time, um, yeah. it's all it, it's everything that I'm I'm well aware of that I'm striving towards to um, share with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Thank you for calling and keep on listening. And I thank you very um, much for my name reading. You're welcome. If you want to read more about it, um, you know, you can go to my website to see like how I'm doing this or just continue listening. And my website is www.hamovs.net. Yes. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you, Linda, for calling again. Um, and just before we were looking at the name Linda, we were just beginning to uh, look at Walt Disney. And I said that I would start with the last name, Disney. And the reason why is because, in a way, the last name tells us um, a little bit about the blueprint of the person's um, life. How did I get to that? I believe in reincarnation. I also believe that um, we plan our lives beforehand with our spiritual guides. And we, through that perspective, we actually then choose our, our parents. I know that's difficult to hear from some people, but look at it from a slightly different perspective. Um, because if the sounds of name carry particular vibrations, and if we want to be supported on our life path, you know, we may want to choose a particular family with a particular name, you know, to give us this beginning set of vibes so that we can accomplish our mission in life. And then we whisper our first name. And sometimes they hear it and sometimes they don't, you know. Sometimes the people who will give us the name will hear our our spiritual whisperings. And then we are happy with our name and sometimes they don't. And perhaps we are struggling with, with the way we are called. So Disney, as a family name, <clears throat> has the, which belongs to Leo, has the, which belongs to Scorpio, in, and has N, which belongs to Pisces. And then it has two strong E's, E-E. So the Disney family, they were good at communicating. And it's obvious from the results, because Walt, Walt Disney was not the only one of his family engaged in, in the entertainment business. He did it together with his brother, Roy Oliver Disney. So they have this communi- communication power in 
in their name through through the, the energies of E and Mercury. So Disney, again, if we are standing in the middle of the circle, as I described, would first go back slightly to the left to Leo, and then straight down to Scorpio to Z, and then across to Pisces to N, and then back to the center. So there is, you know, perhaps this initial, mm, can I do it, hesitation, but then, yes, I can do it going, really going and merging with, the, with, with their own purpose to shine the light into the world, like through the power of Leo, really to be bright and shining. And once, once there, and, you know, this basically goes for both um, Roy Disney as well as Walt Disney, once they are there, you know, like they see, they see everything in front and they're like, ah, I am curious, how does this begin? Or rather, what needs to happen before the thing is seen? No, right? It's this, the sensation, as I said with Linda, um, before spring equinox, when everything is, is it's, it's bursting with excitement, yes, yes, I want to be seen, I want to be seen. So it's this behind the stage feeling also. What needs to happen behind the stage before something is then seen on the stage? So Disney has that in them, and then they go back to the center. So yes, we can shine, we can, we can be seen. We also want to go deeper and really explore the depths of emotions and how things are done. That's Scorpio, the, the labyrinth of the spiritual world. And then they, then they bring that knowledge just so that it's ready to step on the stage. And with the, with the ability to communicate well. Then we have Walter. What? belongs to Aries, as I mentioned before. L belongs to Capricorn. We had that with Linda. And then we have Sir, which belongs to Scorpio. Actually, we have R first, um, Walter, which belongs to Taurus. And then in Elias, we have L for Capricorn and S for Scorpio. Elias is Walter Disney's middle name. So what that tells me is that in addition to what his last name gave him, this confidence that, yes, I can do things, this desire to go deeper, and, and again, the desire to process the deeper knowledge, you know, so that it's ready to be seen, then he goes, yes, I want this to be seen. Then he begins it and says, yes, let's, let's all of this creativity come to the surface, what, right? Time of Aries. But he's always connected with his inner light. He has love for Capricorn, this inner, inner light. And then he also wants to bring this into the world with T. And then he decides that he wants to keep shining. He doesn't go down to Taurus anymore, to R. He cuts off R in his name. He just keeps on shining there. 
and alias as his middle name emphasizes this 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 inner resource this connection with inner light that he has and also um, the deep exploration um, of the scorpion nature with us so with Walter Elias Disney for me the question is how does his transition to Walt Disney affects him. The only thing that he actually cuts off is R, which is blossoming. It's also creating creating beauty in a way. And he did that. I mean, he continued to blossom, but he rather continued to shine, and he's still shining because of the T and the D, right? And the creation of beauty, when I look at his whole chart, I see that his south node is actually in Taurus. South node denotes past. So that would tell me that he probably, in his previous, in one of his previous lives, he actually probably was able to create beauty. You know, this create to create beauty was kind of it 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 was inside of him. That's why he was able to draw beautiful things. He was an illustrator to start with. But he but he wanted to bring this he wanted to deepen that. Because he has lots of sir, right? We have Elias Disney. Um also his North Node is in Scorpio. His um, Mercury is in, uh, is in Scorpio. So his ability to communicate is in Scorpio. So he wanted to go deeper with what he was doing, not just, not just drawing pretty pictures. And with all the movies, animated movies that he created, you know, he actually did achieve that. He did add the depth um, and not just beauty, the depth of, of the fairy tales that he brought in. Um, what's also very interesting is that he has an enormous amount of concentration in Capricorn. He has two loves. Walter and Elias, right? Um, his Mars and his Jupiter are in Capricorn as well as Saturn. On top of it, um, he was born in Chinese sign of metal ox, which correlates to Capricorn. So his inner life was extremely rich. His inner life was extremely rich and he drew lots of inspiration out of it to create all that he was that he was creating. When I was doing a little bit of research on Walt Disney before I um, decided to to do his um, to do the analysis of, of his name and chart. I came across 
across this little um, description of him. It's actually it's, it's on Wikipedia. But I think it really it really confirms my my approach to to reading. Hear what he says. Disney was a shy, self-deprecating, and insecure man in private, but adopted a warm and outgoing public persona. He had high standards and high expectations of those with whom he worked. In the, as the aspect of being shy and a bit insecure in private is because the shy part is really all this Capricorn. He was really just comfortable within his own world, within his own light. He just wanted to create. There are some nice um, drawings out there which which he used. Actually, actually, it was a drawing um, uh, that he used on his um, envelope, right, for business purposes at the very beginning when he was still um, just an illustrator. He is really just standing in front of the, uh, sitting in front of the easel, like totally immersed in drawing and, you know, and then and, and just throwing all this paper around him with his, with his, you know, sweet drawing. So he, you know, in that sense, he was shy, you know, and, and, and is that Capricorn, is lots of Capricorn, like protective energies on an inner light of Capricorn. And then it says, but he adopted a warm and outgoing public persona. Yes, of course, because because of all of the of the of the de and the te in in his name. Uh, one other thing there, the insecure man in private. That's the Scorpio part. That 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 constant questioning, right? Why? 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 Even with communication, he even with you know he's. His North Node is in Scorpio, so it's like this continuous. Mm, but what if? What? How is that? Why? You know, in that sense, insecure. But of course, but of course, he then adopted the warm and outgoing public persona because of the prominent the and te in his name. It also says um, in this quote from Wikipedia, he had high standards and high expectations of those with whom he worked. Yes, that's the Piscean nature, uh, Pisces. You know, if you have ever had experience of being behind the stage, you know how much detail is required. If you're a backstage manager, you need to be on top of everything. You know, details, timing, everything needs to be just right so that then whatever is happening on the stage actually blossoms, right? And um, Walt Disney has um, his rising sign in Pisces, and then he has N in um, the last name, Disney. So that, that would explain why he has high standards and high expectations of those with whom he worked, because behind the stage, things <laughs> need to be organized so that the stage can shine. Um, another thing that 
I would like to mention is that when I was drawing the chart, um, especially the the shape of the path of the of the vowels in his names, a little bit also in, of the consonants, it's almost as if I see Mickey Mouse right there, the two the two ears, big ears of the mouse. So I will scan I will scan the uh, the drawing that goes um, with this analysis and post it as a link um, on podcast so that you can actually see it and enjoy it. This is what I have prepared about Walter Elias Disney. Now it's time to close. Let me guide you through the EAO Harmonious Movement Meditation as we do every Sunday. The EAO movement meditation is the first Eurythmy exercise given by Rudolf Steiner to Laurie Meyer-Smith in September of 1912 in Munich, Germany. From Hawaiian shamanism, we learn that EAO is the sacred name for the infinite light, the light of the world. The ancient Gnostic text, Pistis Sophia, informs us that the resurrected Christ and his disciples used the invocation E-R-O to call upon the boundless light of the universe. E-R-O arises out of mystery schools, especially Greek mystery schools, and are still carried by Rosicrucians as invocation, as E-R-O sound invocation, but in Eurythmy, we actually embody it and move it. So I invite you to stand up if you were sitting. Stand in a comfortable upright position, feet slightly apart, arms loose by your sides. Imagine you're in your own column of light that connects the highest source of cosmic love in the heavens and the deepest source of cosmic life in the core of the earth. Keep your feet on the ground and gently shift your weight to the balls of your feet. As above, so below, we are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. This is the sound of E. Now gently shift the weight onto your heels while keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean back slightly, touching the back of your column of light with the back of your head, allowing the angels to support you and take off any burdens you may be carrying. We lean back in awe of creation and trust the forces of light, love, life to support us. This is the sound of awe. Now slowly and gently shift the weight onto your toes while still keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean slightly forward touching the front of your column of light with the top of your forehead. The angels are embracing you from behind, 
while you soften your chest and heart, imagining your soul embracing you from inside. We stand in the circle of humanity, together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is. This is the sound of all. Gently return to your natural upright position and just let go a little bit. We'll do it twice more. Find your uprightness again in your own brilliant column of light. Shift the weight to the balls of your feet. Gently shift the weight to your heels. The whole foot is on the ground. Open your back. Gently shift the weight to your toes. The whole foot stays on the ground. The angels are embracing you from behind. Embrace yourself with them. Return back to your natural upright position. Let go a little bit. Third time. Find your uprightness. Wait on the balls of your feet. As above, so below, we are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. Lean back slightly, whole foot is on the floor, but the weight is on your heels. We lean back in awe of creation and trust the forces of light, love, life to support us. Gently shift forward. The whole foot is on the ground, but the weight on the toes. We stand in the circle of humanity, together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is. Gently return to your neutral, upright position. Weight evenly distributed through your whole foot. You are standing as a human being on earth, connected to your higher self, who protects and guides you always. Fold your arms across the chest in reverence to seal in and protect the benefits of this harmonious movement meditation. Breathe, let go, relax, sit down. I encourage you to practice the EAO harmonious movement meditation daily. You can receive the written and audio guided meditation for free if you subscribe to my free newsletters. Just go to my website at www.hamoves.net 
howmoves.net and go under Soulful Tools. If you would like to experience harmonious movement and dynamic name Mandela in person, come to my three-part Eurythmy workshop at the Anthroposophical branch in New York City. The first part will be on April 21st and 22nd with a Friday evening lecture and Saturday afternoon movement session. For more information, visit my website at www.howmoves.net and go under Events. Rudolf Steiner wrote, We demand a lot from life, but we live past one another. Let's change that. Let's engage in mindful connection with others through the warmth of the human heart. Tune into the wisdom of your soul. Nurture your life forces with harmonious movement art of Eurythmy, a spiritual practice, a healing art, and a creative expression. Let's walk consciously on the earth. Let's move in harmony. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Sparks Radio and tune in again next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Have a wonderful week. Soulful blessings to all. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive.